So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast uh, We have uh, Andrew Rowan McFain here today Uh... He hurt my feelings before the podcast. And that's because you're a pussy. And we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. Hey. Hey. Uh where this is also just so you know, this is episode one hundred and eighty for January sixth, twenty nineteen. Uh I am your host, of course, Nathan Reen Spruth. So let's start off with what we do every week and a row. Where can we find you and what games have you played this week? Uh, Twitter.com slash Aroa, Twitch.tv slash Aroa, YouTube.com slash Aroa1337. That's Twitch. Oh, wait a minute. Twitch is 133. No one cares. <laughs> anyway, played, um, played, uh, that one game that's last on, year. yeah, last year. Discord game. The one game. That Discord keeps pushing hardcore because they're it's an exclusive game for them right now, and it's and, all they've got to try to get people to actually buy games from them. Yeah, and it's um, it's okay. That's I think about... um, I think it's just not done. Yeah, the... it, it feels like <laughs> early access to me. Yeah, it feels like an early access game that really needs some some balancing improvements. And I, I hope that uh, they they are patching it pretty regularly, yeah. so I hope that they'll they'll end up fixing it up. Uh, I believe that they're planning on adding several more maps and at least one new killer. So I think that'll uh, that'll mix things up a bit more. Yeah, definitely the the lack of maps and just how fast matches are. They really are. Just... The, they are fast, and if. If somebody's good with the killer, they can take out an entire team really quickly. But like I'm terrible with the killer. Like I was awful when we played that. Yeah, I mean so was I. Yeah. And everyone worked together really well that round. But then there are other rounds where people are just like, we're just gonna dick around and not do the objectives. And I don't know. Just uh It it, it definitely is it's a game where you need to be able to communicate with your teammates. And ironically for a game that's published on discord first, it very few people seem to want to communicate. Yeah. And it didn't help much that we had VoIP disabled because there's no push to talk because again, ironically a game published on discord has terrible communication features, but yeah, the, the lack of push to talk is really a big killer there. It really, really is. Big like... killer. Did you play um, any did you play any other games? I mean I mean uh I got back into VR stuff finally this week. And right. uh played several several VR things. I played Accounting Plus, uh, which is a very big expansion over the original accounting. And... That sounds awful. Did you? Oh, see, so did you not play accounting? No. Oh my god, it was it, it was a really great VR experience, and this one is actually more of a game 
Oh, or at least an well, interactive good. narrative experience thing. But it's made by um, uh, I I I always remember his name until I actually, Justin Roiland. Okay, I don't know who that is. The dude who made uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, uh, his his game studio, which used to be Squanch Tendo, but I guess there was some legal questionability about that. So now he's now it's Squanch Games because of the and, Tendo part. Yeah, and Crows, 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 uh, which I love is those guys. Yeah, they're they're an amazing studio that's made a few uh, games that are they're basically like the Stanley Parable. Um, so. Yeah, it, it's a very interesting, surreal thing uh, that is, I think, worth the the money that I paid for it, however much that was. I don't even right. remember. Um, also played a little bit of Blade and Sorcery. Haven't played it past the first time because it's a very, uh, I guess, physical experience. What is Blade basic- and Sorcery? So it's basically like uh, Gorn but more realistic. So instead of like being able to cartoonishly swing around uh, giant weapons and knock people 20 feet back and whatnot, it's a, uh, it's much more physically based. So like whenever you hit somebody's weapon, they actually do block you and uh, you can't swing your sword faster than one would realistically be able to swing a sword. And the way that it it does that is uh, it's hard to explain how it does it, but it feels really natural w- without feeling like an artificial limitation. Is that VR again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ev- almost everything that I played this week was VR. Um, yeah. I also very much appreciate that whenever you stab somebody in the head, they just immediately die. That's always and nice. The stabbing actually works, unlike in Gorn. I need to. Gorn is a little uh... finicky. I have Kingdom Come Deliverance, but I haven't played it very much. I played it for like an hour and then was like, I am confused and kind of gave up. But it sounds like the fighting is similar, uh, though obviously yeah. VR is going to be more. Uh, it, feel, it feels around. fantastic in VR. Yeah. There's also some magic stuff like you have telekinesis and that feels really good. Uh, the only the only negative I can say on it is because it's early access, it's it's obviously not done yet. And yeah. so right now it's just a series of like arenas and that's about it. Oh, okay. I would really, really like to see a more full blown experience come out of that. Yeah. Um, at least it launches and you can actually do things in it. Unlike some early access games. That's true. Like Atlas. Um, Atlas. Uh, and then I played Megaton Rainfall in VR which that is a game where you're basically playing as uh almost superman um which that that was pretty cool almost uh, superman it, yeah it's like you're you're a little more than superman um oh, okay. it, it's you're you're kind of like demigod level like your basic attack creates an explosion the size of city block okay um something and... could be fun to do in vr yeah, it's it's very satisfying. And like the the second upgrade that I got uh is a is a charge attack that kind of feels almost like a a Kamehameha. It's like you put both of your hands together in front of you and then shoot them out forward and uh that is pr- you, you could level a small city with it. 
Um, and I know, I know for a fact that there is a bigger attack than that that you get later that literally does destroy an entire like New York sized city. In, is it, in is go. it the spirit bomb? You have to get, you have to get it, a spirit bomb going on. It's, it's like the equivalent of that in terms of destruction, um, from what I've seen, but the only unfortunate thing is that the developers seem to have abandoned the game uh, after adding VR to it, and it wasn't originally a VR game, so the controls are a bit finicky. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, it's it is very cool and, and satisfying. Well, that's good. Um, the only other thing, real quick, I played Modbox for all of about fifteen minutes, and I'm thinking I might refund it. What is Modbox? Um, Modbox is a kind of a you could say sandbox game, but it's like sandbox game in the most purest way of of saying it. In other words, they give you a bunch of tools and then just said, "Here you go, make a game out of this." So, so like what Gary's mod was when it first came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it is very much in the same vein as Gary's mod, where there's really nothing there on its own you're relying on the rest of the community to come up with interesting things but yeah. the like two things that i played from the community ran like shit um like i there was a there was a price is right uh thing and it was probably it, it was struggling to hit what seemed like 45 frames per second in, yeah and that's yeah, yeah. just not it's not a good experience in VR, and also there's really nothing. There was nothing to do there, and then. Well, have, have you ever I, considered? I the, have you ever considered it might be your fault? Oh, yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not creative enough to to make my own fun in that sort of thing. No, I was just gonna say your computer's shit. Oh, no, I don't think so. I yeah, don't I don't think, think that's, that's it. Because yeah. uh. Oh yeah, because I, uh, I played that wrench game that I mentioned that I what was game? going to get. Wrench. Wrench. Okay. And it has, uh, it, funnily enough, it has real time ray tracing reflections. Uh, oh, and good. I don't have an RTX card. Oh. And it uh, runs perfectly fine. Oh, that's good. Is that that's yeah. in VR too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh well, um, I wonder what's up with Battlefield. Why it drops about sixty percent <laughs> of the frame rate. I uh, I changed the oil in a car in VR and that was uh I I don't know. I don't know why I enjoyed playing that even though I hate cars in real life. You should change the oil in my car cuz I probably need it. But... Also I broke the bolt that goes in to hold the oil in. Oh no. And then I had you have to you have to buy a new bolt and put it in it's really <laughs> neat oh that's silly so you paid for that experience or uh you paid for it you paid to do that uh we're gonna move on to connor and uh right. ask where we can find him and what games he's played this week all right so you can find me at twitter at cyberpunk underscore monk you can find me at clinton score classics a rise of the rune lords podcast where reeton and i play as uliburzum uh the monk and reeton the barbarian I've been playing a whole bunch of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and golly gee willikers, you guys, this game is a whole lot of fun. Uh, like, I, have a, I have a question for you bef uh, about the the game, the, the, yeah, the Pathfinder. How how yeah, tall is your character again? I think he's six foot eleven. Um, whatever okay. it is that a half orc can be, I rolled max. Oh, okay. 
So you're six eleven. Perfect. I was just I'm, I was just funny height. And I'm I'm far shorter than you. So because I'm a I'm a dwarf. So my my character is very short. You we need to we need to like do a tandem assault where you throw me into things. That's what you need. I would like that. I would like that a lot, actually. Do it uh, <laughs> Super Mario RPG style. Yes. I wonder, so um, if you take a, a bottle of enlarged, or like enlarged person, if you're Typically holding someone. as a potion, but go on. Are, are, are you, if you're holding somebody, can they become enlarged too, or is it just the stuff you're wearing? Um, most potions are masturbatory, which means that it's only going to be targeting you. Okay. Because the other player is a separate target, they would not be affected by the spell. But it's weird that all your clothes and stuff are targeted. Yeah, they're, they're considered a part of... You. Oh, so what's happening right now, Nathan, is you're falling into the common trap of overthinking something. <laughs> I can I can explain this if you'd okay. like me to. Okay, please. Uh, um, the Hulk, I get it, but... The, no, it's... um So... Uh, you could you could hand wave this away by saying that the potion affects everything that the drinker considers to be part of their person. Oh, okay, I see. Because it's magic, so it doesn't matter how it does that or or how any of it works. It just knows what you think is everything that encompasses your existence, which includes your clothes, and that all gets bigger too. So it so it's magic. That's what. That's what does it, right? As the old adage says, it's magic. I ain't got to explain shit. So, so magic. Uh, when we used to play Halo all the time, my my, we'd have a group, and one person in the group was very, fancied himself to be very, very good at the game. And Durga at the time went by the the name of Magic Ninja. And so, whenever what what what, what? that's a ICP reference. Yeah. Oh. And so whenever Durga would kill this guy, this guy would freak. He'd be like, how the hell did you do that? And my friend would just be like, I'm the magic ninja, man. And it would piss that guy off so much. Anyway, uh, I'll let you go back into what you were playing. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Assassin's Creed Origin. I'm sorry, Odyssey. That's been pretty good. Mario Kart on Switch was on sale for some reason, so I picked that up. I didn't think I would ever see that game go on sale. Wait, how, how much, much was it? Yeah, how much was uh, it? It's like 41 or 44 right now or something like that. So it's not great, but it's not 60 bucks. Yeah. Not worth it. No, I, I, 30. I'd probably pay 30. Pull eh, I'm enjoying it still. I'll get my yeah. money's worth, I'm sure. And that's about it. Oh, no. Uh, no, that's not right at all. I've been playing a bunch of Skyrim VR. Oh, good. Yes. How is that? Good. Um, It has some issues, which I don't think are an issue of the the game it's more of an issue the medium i i got this problem where anyone who's more than like three feet away from me looks like a screen door so oh. i'm playing my game by being really up close to people and <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if that has a part of it or just maybe it's just wearing the headset but i feel like i got eye strain real bad today. Are, you, are, you, are you doing that in real life now you just walk really close to people as you talk to them just really close so one thing that <laughs> this game does let you do is it lets you choose your own height relative to you as opposed to what your character model should be. So I've taken advantage of that and I've tried to get about where I would be appropriately. And it's been a lot of fun. I go through caves, like ducking my head at the stuff that's not actually there. It's great. I want to see that it like, I want to see your character model like outside of, of the VR space, because I just want to see the camera like floating above your head. 
<laughs> it's a Lakitu with it on a uh, a fishing rod. Yes. Have you um have you done melee combat? Yeah. Um. So what I'm doing right now is sneak rogue archer because it's Skyrim. Why wouldn't you? But as far as being in melee, I got a shield and a spell usually, and I'll do shield melee all the time. Usually when I run out of magic, I'd be giving myself the seconds to switch to an axe. But have you? Usually... Have you tried walking around with the shield out? Yes. Do you have any problem with your character suddenly deciding that you're blocking? At first I did. I usually just keep my shield hand, not necessarily to the side, but I try not to put it in front of me as much. Like, it, it took a conscious effort not to. Yeah, that that was oh, okay. that was one of the main issues I ran into. It's like I had to... I just think about not ever putting my shield hand in front of me while I was walking around because then my character was suddenly decide, oh, I'm blocking now, can't walk. Mm-hmm. Let me just slow mm-hmm. down. The issue that I would sometimes have before that, with you know, really the reason I had to make a conscious effort is I would constantly shield bash, and I think what it was is while holding my controller just you know natively to the side, trying not to block while I was running, that was enough weight to trigger the well trigger. So I'd be walking, and all of a sudden I'd stop, and my stamina bar would go down. Like, what the fuck's going on? I discovered once while walking through town, when I suddenly started beating this poor woman with my shield, that there was something going wrong. <laughs> Just accidentally beating a woman with your shield. That's fantastic. You know, sometimes I walk into town and people scream, and I'm like, you know, I get that. But now they had a good reason. I can well, sympathize. Well, you're a half-orc in real life, so it makes sense. In real life. That's not yes. right. What is reality anymore? What is reality? So, is that all the games you played? All the ones worth mentioning. Okay. I uh, played and beat Dot Hack Volume 2. So, I'm now on the third game in the Dot Hack GU Last Recode Volume 2. And so, I did that on Thursday. And so, next week, I'm going to start up Dot Hack Volume 3. And hopefully, so I'm going on vacation next month. So there will be two episodes of the Aroa Entertainment Podcast. I'm going on vacation. And before I go on vacation, I want to have Dot Hack Volume 3 beaten, which should take me roughly 25 to 30 hours. And I, I think I can do it. I think I've got this in the bag. Why don't you just um, just make a portable PS2? Uh, well, I have it on the PS4. Oh, so that's that's one flaw in your problem in your uh, make in a your portable idea. PS4. Uh, I I mean to be fair, I do have Dot Hack uh, Volume Three on my PS2. I have I have the physical copy of the game, but I'm going to play it on the Last Recode HD Remaster one, not the not the original what is this version. Fucking, what is this this fucking uh, Kingdom Hearts naming? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there was. The first Dot Hack series, the four the four games, and then they came out with Dot Hack GU, and for some reason that I don't understand, they made a remaster of Dot Hack GU, but not the original games. So they they haven't re released the original games, just the the second set of games. It's probably because the original sucked. That's you usually suck. why they choose not to remake something. Yeah, possibly. So. That's why they didn't they didn't uh, they didn't do Zone of the Enders VR. They did Zone of the Enders Two VR because the first game was not very good. So, one last thing before I move on to the next game was that 
I found out that there was a Japanese only fighting game, a dot hack game that I have to pick up while I'm in Japan. And for the PS2. So I'm or oh. was it the PS3? I think it was the PS3. You should probably work that out before you go in. Yeah, it's going to be a lot harder to find that out there than it is here. Uh, well, I mean, I'll have internet, so I'll be able to look it up. Yeah, but it'll be Japanese internet. No, I it, I don't know if you know how the internet works. That stuff just doesn't translate over. You gotta you gotta be careful. I I, I don't know if you know how the internet works or how you my go cell to phone Google. works. Com and it'll and it'll be all in Japanese. Uh, you know, it'll it, be Googler. <laughs> no, no, stop, stop, <laughs> just talking. Oh no. <laughs> Why? Why do we keep getting demonetized? I don't get it. Um, so anyway, I played last year uh, with with uh, Aroa. Well, I played last year by myself, and I ended up getting kicked from a match because somebody was run trying to run by me, and they ran into me, and I guess I blocked their path. And so they kicked me from the game, which was kind of weird. I, I, I don't know why, but... There was that. And then when I played with Aroa, like we'd have some really good matches with really good teammates. And then we'd have other matches that were not as good with not as good teammates. And then one of the last matches that we played, uh, we escaped, but one of the guys was dead. And in that game, you can, when you die, you basically resurrect and somebody can come like uh, save you. It's a uh, Left 4 Dead style. Think Left 4 yeah, Dead and you got yeah, it. Yeah, like Left 4 Dead. And so we kind of just left him. I I started the trigger to leave, and we left him. And one of the guys was like, Reeton, you're a dick. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you just left me to die. I'm like, yeah, totally did, yeah. Sorry, like the, the gate opened and I was out. He's like, well, you Which didn't there, have to. What? There's no, like, progression system. No. Or anything. You get nothing but a little gold trophy on the end screen. That's it. Yeah. There's no reason to be upset about it. No, it was it was silly for him to be so upset about me doing that. But um it's it's okay. It's an okay game. I had a, a fine time playing it. I think that it should be like fifteen dollars and not thirty dollars. Uh and that way you could buy a pack of four for sixty dollars. And give to your I friends to because, agree. yeah, because it would be better to. It's better to play with more friends that have it. And thirty dollars for that game is too much for people to think I'm going to buy that game. And uh, I would, I would, I would be okay with it if they released it for fifteen, and then as they added more content, they increased the price. Yeah. Because right now it feels so like there's as you said there's no progression pro- progression system, um, so like Friday the Thirteenth has a progression system, and that felt good. I think Dead by Daylight does too. I haven't played that in a long time, but I I think it does too, and that's the the real killer. Is you, you're not well. I mean the real killer is in the game, but you know what I mean. <laughs> the real killer for the game for me is that. It just doesn't feel done. It feels like yeah. it's er, an early it's, access game, and it's it's not. It's not. It really isn't done because, yeah. like, even if you go to the description on on Discord, uh, the content roadmap 
whenever part of your content roadmap is literally a progression system, your game's not done. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that means. Yeah, to me, that's like your game's not even started, really. Like, like y- if... you've you've got the you've got the general gameplay loop and, and systems down, but you don't have a reason for anybody to keep playing. Like another I thing don't I don't another thing I don't like about the game, and I understand why they did it, but if you if you're the medic and it's just you, like you're the only one alive. You're pretty much screwed. Like there is no yeah. way for you to defend yourself at all. I yeah, that's I, I do get like the the logic behind the assault pretty much being the only character with a direct attack mechanism. Yeah. But it really does make it so that like it the the respawn system kind of fucks everything up. Yeah. And it also it, it incentivizes the killer to target specifically those characters because then the rest are just sitting ducks mm-hmm. because if you're if you're the medic or not the technician the other one the scout the scout has a, a ability to blind the killer but it doesn't really do anything it's like it, for five seconds and yeah, then it only lasts for a few seconds it only lasts for a few seconds and that weapon has to recharge and it takes forever to recharge so if the scouts caught alone, they might be able to blind them and escape, but most likely they'll just get blinded. The killer will just get blinded and then murder the scout. Um, and the technician has a turret, but it is borderline useless. And if you have two technicians and they set up two turrets right next to each other, the turrets fire on each other. Yeah. <laughs> It's so stupid, and I understand. I guess I understand why they don't want two turrets right next to each other, like doing too much damage to the killer. But then don't let two technicians play at the same time. That sounds like a problem with your game mechanic, not well the the in game mechanic. Well, and and here's the deal: I did that. So there was like there was somebody set up a turret, and so I went around to the other side of a desk and I set up the turret, and the killer walked in and had two turrets firing on the killer. So it it was kind of useless anyway that that whole thing you just have to have to move them out like like put something in between like a chair or a wall or something. So mm-hmm. it's but it's, it's silly. still really stupid. It's silly. They should they should just not have them like you can only have two technicians at least let them set their turrets next to each other without screwing them over. What it really feels like to me is that they early on decided that they wanted to be 5v1 and then they realized they couldn't come up with a fifth class. And so <laughs> they just made it to where two people can be any class. So that way the fifth person, you know, actually had a purpose. And then they didn't design around that. Yeah. Uh, I do like, I think the technician can make a shotgun. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's the that. other thing is each each character or each class can create something that can be that can be used to defend themselves but the way that the the crafting resources are divvied out and and by that i mean they're they're not you just have to find them yeah it kind of ruins it well and also it in that incentivizes people to just run off by themselves because they want like 
I was having a problem getting crafting stuff because people kept, I was like, oh, hey, there's something to craft, and somebody would run past me and grab it. And so... uh, I mean, it sounds like they were trying to take the approach that, like, Fortnite or whatever you want to call it does, where you have to pick up stuff randomly, and the the rarity of the drop kind of affects the success of the game. No, because, so, so this is different. It's, you just picked up crafting gear. You don't pick right. up like. I know you're not um, getting weapons or anything, right. but ultimately, yeah, but it's, all, it's all the same. Right, you're not trying to kill the the monster. Typically, you're trying to like get off the map, and but, those pickups are your way of doing it. But there is something you can do, which wasn't utilized a lot when we were playing Aroa. Um, if you make, say, you're the, I think the medic can make a stun gun that stuns the monster for X amount of time. You can actually drop that weapon and give it to somebody else. Hmm. And nobody nobody really utilized that. Um, I've had that's it utilized because, once or twice. And I, I think that's because the crafting resources are so limited that you don't really get much of a chance to make anything outside of a weapon upgrade. Well, and one another you... thing I don't like is that when you die, you lose all of your crafting stuff. So like and if I, you, I, if I get I it too. Get the idea of that, yeah. But I tend to agree with you that it's too much of a punishment, right? Like having to. So one, you you lose all your shit. So your upgrades right. and your crafting items, and also you have to be rescued out of a door, a la Left for Dead, after a set period of time. Yeah. Like, well, and that there, that makes so sense. much there that's fucking you over. Yeah, the the set period of time I understand. Like, you don't want just somebody just keeps raising people over and over again. When the no, and I I do get that, but take away the the getting rid of upgrades thing. Then yeah, so so and maybe it, maybe yeah. this will all be fixed whenever they implement the progression system. Maybe, but what I would think is okay, because um, there's there's different things that you make, so you can upgrade your. Let's say you're the salt. You can upgrade your um, your wrench that you start with the pipe. You can put like yeah. barbed wire around it, and then you can put nails in it. Um, and then you can make a helmet and a couple other things. You can make a bat. You can make a bat. I would say that do like if you die, if you have like the helmet on or you have the bat, those go away. But if you upgraded your pipe, the pipe stays the same. I like, so- I was thinking just that instead of losing everything you lose your upgrades but you don't lose the crafting materials well you don't lose the crafting materials when you die yeah you do no you don't you do no you don't yeah you do no you don't i really hope this is the rest of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) i totally totally died last night and all i lost because i i specifically didn't craft something because i was like well it doesn't say i lose my crafting materials and they were gone i because I, I swore that I, I've died and I, got, I had my crafting materials when I respawned. No, I totally didn't. Okay. So it, one, one, of us had, one of us bugged out. One of us or... did, yes. <laughs> Or they changed something or, yeah. Or that, that could be too. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but, they, but I think that at least if you upgrade your main weapon, like the turret, the med pack, um, the scout's like blinding thing, or um the like the rent the pipe 
I think that if you've upgraded those, those should stay and you shouldn't lose your crafting items. Because it's not like the crafting items go back into the wild. They disappear forever if that's, that's the if other that's thing. The is I, I think that the the fact that they don't respawn means that they really need to change just how the upgrade also, system works in general. No, also the most glaring problem that I brought up last night during the stream was that June 5th, 1996 was a Wednesday. Yeah. And Connor's probably like, what the hell is he talking about? So in in the game, there's a banner that says uh, Senior Prom 96, Saturday, June 5th. So they were very, very wrong because 19... I looked it up. I don't know why they couldn't just look up the date, but uh, they were wrong. It is That was a Wednesday, not a Saturday. So I really I need to tweet realize. Yeah, that's really what you should do, just so they can know <laughs> that people as anal retentives you about these things exist. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You're not wrong. They probably should have done a quick Google or checked a calendar. Yes. But it is a pretty minute idea. It, it is... could be an alternate universe for all we know. Maybe uh, maybe leap years don't exist in that world. It is minor, but I would argue that uh, screw you, they're wrong. That's a good argument. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and then what other games did I play? I don't think I played really anything else this week. Um, next week I am going to start and play, start the end of Dot Hack GU, the last game, which, all, which by the way, um, those games should have just been one game. It shouldn't. They shouldn't have released three different games for that. Look, Same, it only fits so much on one DVD. Yeah, right, but back in the day, you'd make one game that had multiple discs. Yes, this is this is just greedy. Look, it really they was. don't have they don't have that kind of money all at once. They got to release one game. You buy that game, it funds the next game. Yes, you buy that game, it funds the last game. Yeah, yes, that's exactly how you have. It's to the do episodic it. model. Oh, uh, that they started it. That's what they did. They started yep. the episodic model. I, I. I don't know. I, I have a love-hate relationship with that model, but let's move on. Let's talk about some stories. We're going to talk about this story. It's going to be really short um, because there's not a lot to talk about, but Toby Fox, that's the guy who made Undertale, correct? I think that's his name. Yeah. Uh, he worked with Kenny Omega. Um, last week, there was something called Wrestle Kingdom. Do, do either of you guys know what Wrestle Kingdom is? Is that nope. something with New Japan? It's a New Japan uh, wrestling thing, and basically it's Japanese WrestleMania. They have around 40,000 people that go into the Tokyo Dome and watch people wrestle. Damn. And so they treat it huge. They, they, they kind of go all out for it, you know, pyro and everything. Well, they also went all out with the promotion of it, and they got Toby Fox to make a little game um, at least in the form of Undertale to promote Kenny Omega's uh, match against uh, Tanahashi. So uh, I had Connor watch this. And, I, you know, obviously I think it's awesome. But Connor actually th- seems to think it was really cool too. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Like, it, it, it's it was... It's a blatant ripoff of Undertale. Like, I think I might even go as far to call it a reskinning. Yeah. But it was yeah, it was probably. clever. It was, real it was great. 
It was great. And it starts with um, Kenny Omega in um, a game store in Akihabara um, called Super Potato. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and, that's It's a good name. It's a good name for a store. Actually, and it's called, I think that is a real place now it that is, I think about it. It is a real place. Yeah. They actually they were able to actually get in there and, and shoot this. Um, Kenny Omega is a super nerd. Um, he rated Undertale as one of his favorite games of 2018. Wasn't Undertale released before 2018, though? I think it was released in 2016. Yeah, I but... So. Um, but it came out on consoles in 2018. Oh, that that makes sense. Uh, Kenny Omega also really likes Street Fighter. Uh, one of his, his finishing moves is called the V-Trigger. <laughs> and then another one of his finishing moves, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, it's a One-Winged Angel. From, sounds uh, obscure. Sounds obscure, like know. no nobody would know about this Final Fantasy like something VII. From, like some some like JRPG shit from yeah from like whenever. the nineties or something. It probably didn't do too well at all. No, probably, probably it, wasn't a massive success. Yeah, probably not. So this is uh this bit's getting old. I, well, I was gonna say, you know, we're not gonna obviously play it during the podcast here because you can't see it. But I, I would suggest taking a look at it. It's only like six minutes long, and it's it's pretty entertaining. And uh, I, it's a I nice like love letter. Say, What's that? It's it's interesting to me that New Japan seems to be trying so hard to kind of get in on the Western audience. Well, because, yeah, they sell their and, stuff and, at Hot Topic. Well, and and you might, it, it, I I I'm surprised you haven't noted that I even have any idea as to what New Japan is. The reason I do is because. Uh, I've been listening to Giant Bomb's uh, Game of the Year deliberations, oh. and uh, they brought up Fire Pro Wrestling. Right, right. And apparently New Japan is licensing their actual properties for use in DLC for Fire Pro Wrestling. Right. Uh, I figured you knew about them because I know that your uh, sister-in-law watches wrestling. She does, and she does like New Japan. Yeah, but, yeah. That's that's the only reason that I like even thought about it. Was yeah. yeah uh, they they seem to be trying to kind of weasel in more on the on the Western market recently. Well, and and as I said, they they're selling their merch at at Hot Topic, which yeah. I find kind of funny because you know there's going to be people that go in there and they see these shirts that look cool like Bullet Club, and they'll grab that. And buy it, but they will have no idea where that's from. <laughs> it's, hey, uh, it's... Nathan, I, I don't mean to break any bad news or nothing to you here. I'm willing to bet a lot of the people who go into Hot Topic buy shit without knowing what it's from. Oh, yeah. Oh, d- definitely like uh, band shirts and stuff. And so... I remember having to explain Iron Maiden to somebody who was wearing an Iron Maiden shirt. And I died a little <laughs> bit inside that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Um... It's that's always sad, especially if like you're like, hey, you like Iron Maiden? And they're like, what's that? And you're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's kind of like uh, those those Asian people. Uh, I think particularly Chinese people who buy shirts with a, uh, with English phrases on them that are completely nonsensical. Yes, yes. And they're just like, I don't I don't know what it says, but it's it looks and sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I, I'm sure, like the people who get those 
you know, Chinese tattoos that say I fuck myself or something like that. Oh yeah. But yeah. It, it means warrior. Yeah, sure. That's what it means. Um, <laughs> let's move on and let's talk about some legal stuff. Cause we're, that's, that's fun. Star control origins. Has have either of you played this game? I hear really good things about it. Never heard of it. It's all right. You're not going to hear about it much longer after this. Yeah. So, Apparently, it's getting pulled from Steam. It got Star Control Origins got pulled from Steam. It's like a Star Control was a game back in the nineties, I believe. I know Parallax Abstraction has played quite a bit of this Star Control Origins, and they they made a new game in the series. But now the original creators are deploying a nuclear option against Stardock, and so. For some reason, uh, the update, it says Steam has let yet to... I w- I'm just reading the update right now because it did get updated since I read it originally. Steam has yet to respond to these inquiries, but GOG Senior PR Manager uh, sent over a statement via email. As for the Star Control Origins removal, we have followed GOG, GOG.com copyright policy um, as standard DMCA procedure, I cannot comment on anything else besides that. I wonder if, uh, I, well, I wonder what's going to happen here because it appears that maybe Star Control Origins was using the copyright without actually licensing it. But that, of course, is for the courts to decide. What do you guys think about this if people can just claim it's like YouTube videos where people just claim stuff? And then they get taken down like that. It gets that un- is that is how DMCA is written. Yeah, is it? Is that how it's written? Yeah, I mean that that's what's supposed to happen is you send a DMCA takedown request to the place that is allegedly hosting uh co- copyright infringement content. Yeah, and they're supposed to remove it. And then contact the person. Well, technically, they they wouldn't necessarily have to contact the person that put it on their site because it's it's their responsibility. But that's how it ends up going. They they contact the person who gave it to them, and they're like, "Hey, we remove this because DMCA." And then it's it's their problem. So basically, what happened is the the original creators of Star Control are suing for a copyright claim because I guess Star Control Origins is supposed to be in the Star Control series, but they don't have the ability to use any of the characters or places or anything like that of the original games. And what I guess happened was that they believe that they did, that the original creators believe that Star Control Origins uses their licensing for their original creations and what the what the official starduck statement says it says anyone who's actually played the game can tell you that it's uh as you already know from previous discussion that star control origins has nothing to do with their previous work it is a new universe with its with own characters and lore so it's like star control origin or the original star control games but what they're trying to do, say is that it's 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 a completely different work, and I Why wonder don't they how just this change is... the name. I know, like, 
that's that makes problem solved. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, what what's another one they could call it? Like free space, something like that, or um, uh, wing Act commander, four. Wing, wing commander origins. Perfect. <laughs> something that resembles but is legally distinct from its current name. Yes. Um, um, I wonder what's in, gonna happen. Uh, uh, intergalactic. Uh, uh, I don't know. What's another word for control? Star domination origins. Perfect. Stellar domination. Stellar domination. Yes. (laughs) The beginning. There we go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, First contact. There we go. Um, I I don't know. I think most likely what's going to happen is either they're going to have to do that. They're going to have to change the name. Or, but I think they got the rights to use the name, but none of the lore. I think that's what 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 happened was they were able to use the name, but not the lore. But now the creators are saying that the original creators are saying that they're using the lore. So I don't. Well, know. that update you said before didn't that say that they were making like their own separate world? Like it made yeah. it seem like they weren't using the lore. Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying is that the. Uh, Ford and Reach, right? Um, they are saying that Star Control Origins u- is using their properties, but Stardock is saying, "No, we're not." Um, that's, that's basically so it. it. Li- uh, the, this article says that basically Stardock owns Star Control name and trademark. Okay, but they don't own the collective copyrights and intellectual properties that make up the first two star control games and also stardock doesn't own the rights to sell those two games stardock is saying that they don't own those games or they that that ford and reese don't own those things ford and reese are saying yes we do and so now they're in a legal battle fun it still sounds like it could be solved with basically a name change. Yeah, pretty I mean, much. But I mean, if they own yeah, the name, I don't know why. I don't know they... why Stardock is like so going so hard on this though, because like, I I never even fucking heard of Star Control. Okay, you can just name this whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't matter. It's just gonna look like yet another Stardock space strategy game. Because for whatever reason, Stardock makes strategy games alongside Windows. 10 start menu software yeah <laughs> i'm sure um that this will be decided out of court i'm most yeah, likely it will be it'll be settled out of court they're going to either pay off these two guys or the two guys are going to drop the suit I, if it goes to trial i will be very very shocked because it does this usually doesn't go to trial these type of things so let's move on. Let's talk about Big Pharma. Man, we're just all sorts of happiness. We start off with wrestling and video games mixing, and it's like, yeah, that's great. And then we go into legal battles and then Big Pharma. We're just, we're just, yeah, 2019's off to a great year. Yeah, it is. Good start. Good start. So, um, this is the, uh, the section where, uh, Reet and Entertainment Podcast hates capitalism. Uh, I think, I think that's, that's uh, our real slogan. Yes, we hate capitalism. Quantity is job one. That's our, our actual slogan. Um, 
It says here on Ars Technica, more than three dozen drug companies welcome the new year by sweeping price hikes on hundreds of medicines. Uh, according to the new anal- uh, analysis from RX Saving Solutions, which was first reported in the Wall Street Journal, uh, the drugs that saw the list price increase on January 1 ranged from generics and blood pressure drugs to brand name prescriptions such as uh, the dry eye treatment Restasis. The average price jumped between uh, 6.5% to 10%. Despite public and political pressure on pharmaceutical companies to rein in soaring drug prices, they decided, nah, we're going to raise them anyway. Um, they reported that 28 drug makers had filed notifications with California agencies that they planned to raise drug prices. So it says here, requests and public shaming haven't worked, obviously. We expect the number of 2019 increases to be even greater in the, than in past years. So this is just another reason why we need... Uh, better control of the healthcare market in the United States because we have these giant drug companies who keep raising prices over and over and over again. And for some reason, when we give them literally billions of dollars in tax breaks, they still raise drug prices. What a strange phenomenon. I know. It's like, it's almost like the, the tax cut did nothing. Like, I I, I don't know. Like it's just, it's shocking to me. I was told bad. that I was yeah capital. Well, okay. I would say capitalism is not bad. I would say that capitalism, in its current form, is bad. No, I'd say capitalism is bad. Just in general. Yeah. What, what yeah, do you go? Are you are you communist? Me. Are you one of them commies? Huh. <laughs> A little bit. I like okay. So I kind of mix philosophies in there. So 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 the best from what I've what I understand the best economies are mixed economies where you have a strong social security net or social safety net. Um, you have strong regulations on companies like this to keep prices low. Uh, but you do have a free market so people can buy, trade, and and start their own businesses. Those are the best economies. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, and then you got to take thing. And then you got to take people like this old smug piece of fucking shit to bash his skull into his fucking desk until he stops raising prices just so he can stuff his own pockets. <clears throat> the opinions of Aroa do not reflect the opinions of the Reeton Reeton Entertainment or the Reeton Entertainment podcast. And also, you got to take Mitch McConnell and throw him in a fucking volcano. <laughs> All right, you kind of represent that opinion, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's funny. I was talking to a Republican at work the other day. He's like, "Yeah, I'm a Republican." I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, there's just Republicans." That's I a don't really like. weird way to start a conversation. Uh, we were just talking about politics, and he <laughs> was like, "Yeah, well, I'm a, yeah, Republican. I'm a Republican." And I was like, "Oh, well, you know, uh, you know, I, I, there are some Republicans that are okay, but most of them, like Mitch McConnell, are awful." And he's like, "Turtle face, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, he's not wrong. I know, but no, don't, don't, no violence against anyone. Obviously, Aroa is joking. He better be joking. But let's, let's say that um, when 2020 rolls around, 
uh, vote for the people who aren't going to jack your prices up like that. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm struggling to think who that's going to be running for president in 2020 has been rallying for minimum wage increases, has been rallying for drug prices to come down, has introduced bills to try to make drug prices reasonable in the United States and give them a cap rather than having to uh, to just let them set the prices that they want. I just, it, can, I'm struggling can, can to figure out. Go ahead out... and take a guess. Can I take a guess? Yeah. Barney Sandberg. Perfect. Barney Sandberg. <laughs> Barney Sandberg 2020. <laughs> All right, let's let's just skip through that, and we'll talk about. Oh, thank goodness, a video game console, a miserable failure. I mean, a video game console. <laughs> no, you were right the first time. Um, made by the people who made Project Cars. What? They're like, yeah, we need a console <laughs> that can handle our game. <laughs> So, slightly mad studios, which is a pretty fitting name for what they're doing right here. Let's be fair. Um, they they want a uh, they want to make a video game console, and they want to make um they they call it the Mad Box. And and this there's a tweet here from Ian Bell SMS. I guess simple messaging service. Uh. What is the Madbox? It's the most powerful console ever built. It's literally mad. You want 4K? You want VR at 60 frames per second? You want a full engine for free to develop your games on? You should have it. Um, and it, I think it's what's well, supposed to be released by 2020 or 2021. So it says very fast PC. It wants to represent a very fast PC from two years from now. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't gonna happen. This is gonna fail. Am I wrong? This is I'm... so stupid. It's either so the, the only way you're gonna do this successfully is you're either going to just build a steam box or you're going to buy Microsoft. Yeah. So, so it says, while virtual in Ars Technica, it says, while virtual reality hasn't become a worldwide phenomenon, uh, Bell says that the Mad Box will focus on VR. After some confusion, he said the console will enable 60 frames per second per eye in VR, making a total of 120 frames per second. He also noted uh, that that's below the minimum for preventing motion sickness. Well, and that's what he's saying. He says no one is running at 180 FPS when people noted that both the HTC Vive and Oculus Rift both have 90 hertz refresh rates on each eye. Bell added that the existing con consoles couldn't render 180 frames per second for VR headsets. With so, any sort of next generation detail, because uh, the PS4 does render at 90 FPS in each eye. That's true. That's true. Uh, However, now I will, I will say, it doesn't actually have two displays. It's one display. But I don't it... think that really matters. It's still two different viewports. Oh, okay. Is it is it one display though? That it is one of, display. They duplicate or yeah. something, or it it's just it's just one big screen, and there's just two viewports, and it's just cut down the middle. Oh, you open it up, and it's just like a a Sony Xperia, and they're like, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's just Google VR. Um, Bell but... also said what. 
Well, I was going to say you were you were about to mention the free cross-platform development engine. Yeah. To create games on it. So that's like the only thing that somebody might be able to say, well, at least you get a free engine. Here's the thing about that. Free engine's great and all. Is it Unreal but... free? No, no, only up to a certain price point. Right, uh, right. Like, so, but what I mean is, so like, like, you can any... make things for free on, on Unreal. You can, and that's the part of part of what I'm saying is, you already have two major engines that pretty much everybody uses, Unity and Unreal. Yeah, there are ecosystems built around those two engines the, the only Cry reason engine? unity yeah cry engines there but nobody really uses it um Lum- lumberyard yeah some people use lumberyard but there there are ecosystems built around these two major engines that most people use there are ecosystems built around cry engine even and there's nothing for whatever this new engine is purported to be there are no current workflows or or pipelines built around whatever this new engine is going to be. Right. And I would assume that they're going to incentivize or maybe even require that you use this new engine to build games for their console. Now, maybe you maybe they won't. But it's kind of a non-selling point whenever you're you're obviously going to be trying to bring over big name companies to sell on your console it's the only way that it's going to work is you have to have big names big third party companies selling games on your console or else it just won't work you'll have another ooh yeah ooh i i i have one of those yeah it went really well didn't it um, yeah there's without without having people who are willing to use your shit before release you're fucked and it sounds like they're trying to maybe do too much all at once i think um if they could if they would have stopped made this game engine put that out on the market maybe focus purely on pc publishing uh like like not instead of making it a cross platform type thing have it focus on pc and try to get maybe one or two lower end third party people like like maybe a devolver digital game gets made on this engine or last something year. like that or that <laughs> you know it, it make have it have an exclusive discord game <laughs> made <laughs> in your new engine just some some things to build a community around that engine and then a few years later after people are actually using it already and and you have goodwill behind your name then go hey we're going to have dedicated hardware that has a specific spec and it's going to run beautifully along it's going to run our engine wonderfully like and you can you can build for it for free there's no licensing fee for the dev kit you just buy the console you've got a dev kit which that is how this is going to work kind of like the xbox one yeah like then i think you have a chance so but here's, to just here's... throw everything out and say build for it that's what the wii u did and look at what happened to the wii u even though that was made by fucking nintendo and not the people who made project cars 
So here's here's one last thing I want to say. It's it's purported purported to be the most advanced game console ever. It'll be the most powerful game console. So let's assume that it is more powerful than the Xbox One X or uh, most likely the PlayStation 5 will be out by then. Let's be fair, two years from now, I could see the PlayStation 5 being out. The, play- the PlayStation 5 will likely be out, and I'd be surprised if the Xbox One 2 wasn't out. <laughs> I want them to name it that, by the way. The Xbox <laughs> One 2. Um, but let the- those consoles are going to be out. So the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox One whatever they have or xbox two or whatever they're bringing out those consoles it's gonna have to be more powerful than those consoles if they if they plan on it being the most powerful console ever it has to be more powerful than the xbox the new xbox and the new playstation the new xbox and the new playstation let's 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 take a guess gonna be four hundred dollars for the ps5 five hundred dollars for the xbox one or the the new Xbox, no or they way. might they might be both around four or five hundred dollars. Sound that sound about right? I wouldn't be surprised if they were going to end up being in the six hundred area. I would I would expect the Xbox to be six hundred. Xbox could be six hundred. I I don't think Sony is going to make it that much again. They fucked up when they made it, it six five hundred. Okay, so, so yeah, see, I would like to think that, but I just can't trust Sony not to disappoint me. So so let's say let's go with a higher number. Let's say it's six hundred dollars. Which makes sense. I mean it's a new console. It's gonna have some kick at it's like the new uh PS5 is rumored to have like Ryzen in it and stuff like that. And then the new um whatever new graphics they have out at the time for, for um AMD, like that's gonna be in it. So they're gonna have some good hardware in it. Probably for the at least for the PlayStation, it's gonna have sixteen gigs of RAM. Because the current consoles have eight gigs of RAM, so sixteen gigs of RAM. So most likely, this new console is going to be around eight hundred dollars, eight hundred to a thousand dollars is what they're aiming for. And that's before you factor in that that they want it to work for VR. Are they going to focus on VR? Are they going to release a headset with the system? Uh, if yeah, so, that's a, well. Well, no, they're, they're saying that it'll be compatible with current headsets. Okay, so they're just making a Steam box. More or less. Okay. That's what I'm saying, is I think they're, they're going to release basically a Steam machine, and yeah. even Steam couldn't do that. And it's going to be what? The lowest end one's going to be $800. That's my guess. <sighs> I don't know. I don't think people are going to buy it. I don't I, either. I don't think it's, like, I don't, it's I don't think out. people are going to buy it. Even if it was 500, I don't think people are going to buy it because they're going to go, well, what, what fuck will I do with this? Yeah. I know at least one person who would be interested in buying it if it was $500, but he wouldn't because I'm not that stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like, I, I just, I don't, I'm sorry guys. Like I like the ambition and the, the idea of like, we're going to make a new game console, but I don't think it's going to work. I, I think, think it's going to go just as well as the Atari box. Um, isn't that thing not like being made? Isn't no, that what happened? No, to- I, I got an email. I got an email recently 
that they're they're still working on it. Okay, but wasn't it going to be way too expensive? Anything is too expensive for that stupid fucking thing. That's true. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> uh, We've spoken three hundred three hundred twenty nine dollars for the VCS Onyx All In, where you okay. get the Pro Controller and the Classic Controller. Please tell me the Pro Controller is just a original Sega Genesis controller. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that would make looks, me so uh, happy. It looks more like an Xbox controller. Oh, okay. They're they're just trying to make a well oh, because sorry, it's, it's a mo- it's, modern controller. It's going to be a PC that like a, like a low powered Android PC, right? Something like that. Um, it's Linux. Oh, Linux. So, okay. So whether that means Android or not, it's hard to say. But uh, yeah, it's it's probably going to be like uh an Intel M3 powered PC or something. Oh no, no. It's got an AMD Radeon processor. Yeah. I'm just going to I'm just going to hook up my Commodore 16 and play games on that. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I it's I think it's um this this announcement the the slightly mad console right might have come from Atari's attempt at making a new console and kind of this uh this feeling that seems to be kind of going around recently where companies are trying to kind of shake up the the standard for their their only two options for these yeah. things it's something that's been happening in software for a while where we have a lot of companies where basically their entire tagline is stop using Microsoft Office well, I mean, uh, we, yeah, and we have like how many, how many operating systems do we have? We have three operating systems primarily. I mean, there, there's a ton yeah. of operating systems, but we've got you've got Microsoft Windows, you've got uh, Mac OS, and then you've got Linux, and only like two percent of people use Linux. So mm. you've got that, and then same thing with video games. You only have really three options if you're going to buy consoles. You've got Nintendo. You've got Microsoft's Xbox, and then you've got the Sony PlayStation. Um, so, so I like the idea of more competition. Like back in the nineties, they've they had you know they had Sega, they had Nintendo, they had Atari. Uh, Neo Geo had their own console, which was amazing but really expensive. It was like two hundred dollars for a video game. And so I like the idea of more competition coming in and kind of shaking things up, but I don't think it's going to do anything. I don't think this is it. This isn't it. No. There needs to be something that's genuinely special going on. And I, I guess I guess Slightly Mad's idea is to push VR, but I don't think that's going to be enough because we already have PC enthusiasts who are barely enough to keep the VR market afloat. And we have the the PSVR, which is probably the only reason VR still exists. I really want to get the I really want to get the wireless thing for the Vive. I, really I do. yeah, I plan on getting it eventually. Isn't it like two hundred dollars or something? Three hundred dollars, and dollars, and you have to plug it into you have to plug in the transceiver 
is a PCI Express slot card. Oh, is it? Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm going to have to update my... And well, I, I think I have a PCI Express. It runs, open. I want to say, for two to four hours. I was thinking it's like two hours long. So it's not even yeah. like... My my game sessions are typically around three hours. So that's that's what my stream is set up to be, is three hours long. Yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking that in the in the short term I'm probably going to do what some people suggested which is just get extenders for the cables that come with it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Let's move on to our last story which is about our favorite company, Comcast. Um apparently Comcast the employees lie sometimes to people. And Comcast probably is told to uh, according to Ars Technica again, the lies Comcast allegedly told customers to hide the full cost of service. Uh, the Minnesota Attorney General is seeking refunds, saying thousands of Comcast customers were harmed financially. Not like, not like Comcast drivers came to their house and beat them with sticks or something like that. Um, so it's saying that. The complaint alleges, among other things, that Comcast reps falsely told customers that the company's regional sports network, RSN, and broadcast TV fees were mandated by the government and not controlled by Comcast themselves. Uh, These two fees, which are not included in Comcast's advertised rates, have gone up steadily and now total $18.25 a month. So that's that's some... some steep fees like i don't know mine mine isn't that my taxes and fees aren't that much or what about your guys's when when you pay your internet bill do you guys know what your advertised price is and what what it is after all the fees um it is exactly what i'm supposed to pay actually oh yeah, mine seems right on the spot that's great my i have taxes and fees so it goes up a little bit but it's a pretty it's pretty much normal what you would expect. Not eighteen dollars and twenty five cents more than what you know they tell me. No, uh, I'm supposed to pay like fifty nine ninety nine and that's what I pay. Yeah. Um so Comcast, their response to this is oh, it's not our fault. It's uh it says here this is the quote from Comcast. It says, we fully, we're fully committed to our customers in Minnesota, and it's important for us to make sure we deliver the best in-class products and services to our customers, blah, blah, blah. We fully disclose charges, fees, and promotional requirements. And, in fact, we have made numerous enhancements in the communications with our customers over the past few years. The facts today simply do not support uh, Minnesota's AG allegations. Yeah, but you haven't, permit, you haven't shown any proof. You just said, no, we don't. Um, the facts... Uh, I'm sorry, I lost my place. Our preference all along has been to work collaboratively with the Minnesota Attorney General's office to revoke blah, blah, blah. But one of the other quotes here is um, that they were saying that it's because some customer support people didn't know what they were talking about. And so when the when the people called in and asked, "Hey, what are these for?" Uh, the Comcast representative said, "Oh no, um, what that is is that's a tax and fee." And so Comcast is actually blaming 
their representatives for for this policy that they had. And even though they're the ones that didn't tell their representatives the correct yeah, information. And it says here employees make mistakes. Sorry, I was looking for it while I was doing that. It says employees make mistakes. The Comcast spokesperson said uh, employees might go off script and incorrectly characterize things, but that is not in line with our policy because the broadcast TV and sports charges are not government mandated fees. And what this quote, what this comment says down below, it says, Newsflash Comcast, you're responsible for the actions of your employees. If they're going off script often enough to spark multiple lawsuits, you've failed a co- as a company to provide proper training. And that right there is, uh, that comment is, rings very, very true. They did not provide proper training, it, even if even if this isn't their policy. They have not provided proper training to their employees. And as, as that comment said, so much so that it's sparking multiple lawsuits. So um, Comcast is stupid. <laughs> don't, don't. Blame the uh, don't blame the people that are working for you because um, the, if they're representing your company when they call in, that's why they are a representative. What do you guys think about this? Do you think that uh, the the attorney general should continue on with her investigation or, or his investigation? I'm sorry, or do you think that uh, Comcast should be let off scot free? The investigation should commence. Uh, the training process should be reviewed. It really should. Yeah, the those beatings are, should continue. The beating should continue. Be, yeah, yeah, beating should continue. Um, this on all, all happened employees. because they didn't beat their employees hard enough. Oh, I was talking about we beat Comcast. We beat yeah, that's the what owner. I was talking yeah. about. That's yeah. a little. It's kind of messed up, Connor. Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is just a, another in a long string of. Things that Comcast and big business get away with that most likely they're going to get a slap on the wrist and those those customers might get their money back, uh, that $18.25 a month they've been paying. But Damn right they should. That's going to be a slap in the wrist for what Comcast makes every single year. That's what always fucking happens, though. It is. That's what happens with every company, every big company that ever fucks anything up. They they pay like two million dollars, and then they'll like lay off their entire customer support team or something, just just because they're pissed off and they just no want no to no them. no. What's what's been happening is they get a huge one point five trillion dollar tax break, and then they lay off half their company. Yeah, yeah. Because they got to give like, out those thousand dollar bonuses for people that have been here there for twenty five years. I'd I'd really I'd really prefer it if uh if they just like they just get beaten like like to death. Just the 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 just the representatives. Yeah, whoever whoever runs the company. Just just beat them all. Right. And the the opinions of Aurora once again do not express the opinions of Britain Entertainment. What I what it's I would genuinely right. like is is if like we'd pull a an, a European Union and like actually punish the company that does something bad for once, you know how how like the European Union 
will sometimes charge a company like several billion dollars. Yeah, like Google or something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we think about doing that. Well, okay. Before before we go, pharmaceutical companies who we were talking about earlier, they have a, a tendency to halt generic drugs from being sold. So a company will come out and they'll say, hey, we have a new alternative to Viagra as a generic, and it'll only cost $3 a pill. And a big pharmaceutical company will say, we will pay you to not release that drug. We will give you millions of dollars to not release that drug. And that pharmaceutical company is like, yeah, sure. Or the the generic company will say, okay, we'll do that. Um, That's illegal. (laughs) But what happens is the pharmaceutical company makes so much money from there being no competition that when we find them, we only find them like a few million dollars, and but they have made hundreds of millions of dollars off that drug. So they don't really care. They're like, oh, that's fine. And they can, so they continue to do it. So something like the European, what the EU does, where they find the actual amount that they should, should be applied to the United States laws as well, in my opinion. Um. Anyway, uh, I think we've we've ran this into the ground as well. So, and uh, I think Connor and I have to play video game, or we have to play Pathfinder in an hour. And I I should probably eat lunch at some point in my life. So yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, I will see both of you next week. I forget how we end the show now. Um, um fall, go go to Re Entertainment and all that stuff. And, hey, and listen uh, everywhere. I didn't say where they can listen to at the beginning of the podcast. So listen on Spotify and Stitcher and tune in and iHeartRadio and uh, I hate this part. I hate uh, this part hey, so that much. Hey, come on! Um, it's, I've uh, got to do it. I've got to do it. No, you don't. Yes, I do. What uh, was that? I've, I've got I've got something actually interesting to say. Um, don't want to hear it. No, go on. There's a there's a PT remake uh, on, on PC. Itch.io. on PC. Yeah. Yeah, that is in VR. Um, and Konami hasn't taken it down for some reason. I, I'm really so, surprised about that, actually. Yeah, y- y'all should check it out before Konami takes it down. Um, just to search Unreal PT, you'll probably find it. It's on it's on itch. And uh, yeah, download it and upload it to all your favorite torrent sites before Konami gets it. So here's another thing, real quick is that the guy had made it in um like like he made it in unreal all by himself. He didn't have any of the source code or anything like that. He he remade everything about it by you himself. You talking about the you're talking about the other one. Oh, is it is it that the other this one? Is, this is a this is a new one. The the one that oh, you're okay. thinking of are you are you talking about the guy who actually got contacted by Konami and Konami was like, "Hey, you want a job?" Uh no, I don't know. I didn't read about that. I just I saw oh. the headline that PT was recreated. Um, oh yeah, um, this is another one made by a different guy, who uh, also basically recreated everything from scratch. Um, but yeah, there there was another one a while back, uh, where a guy uh ripped a lot of the assets from the game, and rebuilt it in Unreal. Oh okay. <laughs> That's and then cool. Konami was like, yo, for one, take it down, stop it, and for two, we love it, um, would you like to work for us? 
I like it when stuff like that happens and people are given jobs. Uh, there was a story about a guy who did that with Valve, and he hacked in. It was I think when when Half Life Two was getting released, he actually hacked into uh, the Valve's network and was able to get the game and like release it and stuff. He leaked it. Yeah. He leaked it. And so Valve actually contacted him. He's like, "Hey, we want you to we want to fly you to the United States so that uh, we could we could offer you a job. You could take a tour around the facility and stuff." And he's like, "Sweet." Uh, but when he got here, they're like, "Yeah, arrest him." Yep. <laughs> it was great. It was it was fantastic. Like, but but thanks to that happening, we got uh, we got an amazing mod that's called like the cutting room floor or something like that that has a bunch of stuff that was in the leaked version that was taken out final game ah that's that's pretty cool anyway thank you guys for being here i will see you again next week and uh i will see you in about an hour connor uller burzum see you there goodbye bye bye bad podcast bad it's not good